take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. From the pit, we are here with Justin and Jake from Black Palm. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for having us. Doing great. And uh, yeah, we're here mostly to talk about the album that you just released in June, uh, Ennui. Yeah, came out last Friday. Yeah, holy shit. I've lost all track of time. (laughs) Yeah, what day is it? Even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, strange yeah. times right now. <laughs> Forgot we're still in June. Jesus Christ. Yeah, in some respects, I can't believe it's already June. But uh, you know, so you know, talking about ennui is um, it's definitely you know a bit of a you know I would say a a bit of a growth from uh, your last release. Forget. Um, you know, what would you guys say? Am I taking this one, Jake? Yeah, yeah, you probably should. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a growth and a little bit of a of a jump from what we did before. Um, yeah, we all really wanted to push ourselves in terms of. Uh, you know, especially with dynamics and songwriting and trying to make the parts, uh, you know, don't try to shove in like a a hardcore part part just to have it or a a blast beat just to have it. We wanted to make sure everything made sense and felt like one one big piece and take you on a ride and bring you up and then bring you down and bring you into some ambient parts. Yeah, we just wanted to make it sonically a little bit more. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It it, it feels like you definitely dove uh, a little bit deeper it's the as a whole it uh it kind of feels heavier i mean thematically especially like uh listening back to forget uh i mean it's 
you know, you guys have always been kind of on the darker side of things, but there were parts of that that were almost still kind of uh, like musically kind of upbeat and fun, whereas Ennui is really just kind of crushing. Yeah, I, I think it definitely taps into like a much more like melancholic vibe overall. It, it definitely brings things down to a darker place than some of the earlier material yeah it, it brews a little harder i mean you know initially when i brought you guys in it was forget that got my attention mm -hmm. um because you know i mean i'm i guess i'm the uh heart, the chaotic mark on the on the show generally but it, it's it's great to see such a cohesive effort come come out after that to to write chaotic music and then to have it feel so focused or smooth i mean that, that's a feat in and of itself thanks man Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. I mean, that was really the, the big the big thing. We wanted to make sure that, um, you know, the, the biggest thing, too, is we wanted to make sure the parts were, had enough to breathe. You know, we didn't want to, you know, the biggest thing is like, you know, Jake and I have talked about sometimes with the technical side of things, it just feels technical to be technical, you know, mm -hmm. or chaotic, just be chaotic. Sure. Yes. And we really we really wanted to break, make sure that if it was there, if we were going to do the chaos, for example, the, the big, long, uh, noisy part at the end of Francis, uh, Yvonne, which are which is basically just the entire song falling apart. We wanted to make sure it felt like that, and it, it it didn't take the listener off, which is off guard, which is why you know the part slows down. It comes from that real big melody, and then the heavy section and starts to slow back down and dissolve into chaos. You know, and it kind of leaves you there and then brings you right back up. You know, so um, we we definitely kind of jumped into this a little quick, getting right into like discussing the new material. But um, did we want to take a step back and maybe you know, I mean, you guys are the guitar players. Um, did you want to discuss Black Palm in general a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, so we've been together for about three years. Um, Jake and I are both more recent additions. Um, I was on Forget, and Jake joined us for, and we we had a little bit of a lineup change, just trying to make sure we had the right personnel and trying to link things up um, but chris uh our singer and jeff our drummer uh, started this band uh back in 2017 with with our with their friend jesse um they put out the ep resentful and then we've kind of they've kind of just been working out the songs together um steven steve our bass player um has been we've all been friends for like 10 years or so um and we've all just kind of linked up and got together on enwing so we've got jake on guitar myself on guitar steve's on bass and jeff drums and chris is on vocals and we all kind of write together yeah i mean you guys didn't you know it didn't seem like you skipped the beat i mean you guys melt meld or mesh well together the writing seems like it's going well <laughs> um, yeah yeah and especially we've just all been friends and, and bands in the scene together for so long that it just kind of felt natural yeah you know? for sure we, we definitely we definitely uh coalesce you know, we, we have, we have a, a better chemistry is the word I was looking for, um, because we, we've had so much experience just playing music together for such a long time that it just, it came together and it felt natural though, trying to have it to, to figure each other out in the process. So, so with, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, you know, trying to be a, a studious researcher, I, uh, of course tried to translate on we, um, and I got a couple different, um, translations, you know, tired, bored and trouble is, was there a specific, or am I just completely wrong? Nope. Nope. I mean the 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 mood we really Chris Chris and I or, or Chris our singer and I had a long conversation before we started writing about how we really wanted to make this feel really melancholic really tired um, kind of made you feel like you went like just coming out of a period of a lot of darkness so tired and 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 and, and depressed and and trying to hone in on what that that sounds like and to get you know, and like you said earlier started to get this new record a lot more dark and I think we accomplished or at least we we did the best we could uh -huh. so to you know 
tone and and mood was like really what guided us when we were writing this one. It's it's definitely there because um, there's that sort of feeling. Uh, I you know obviously most hardcore is is angry in one form or another um but this feels specifically like the the type of of rage that comes from just being sick of being in the ship essentially uh like you're, you're trapped in something so long that you're just pissed about it that makes sense Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I think you nailed the the atmosphere uh, on that. Um, is was there anything uh, you know specifically different about the writing process going from forget to this album? Uh, I feel like we just we just knew each other better, you know. Um, okay. We wrote the first one. We wrote the first one um, and really tried to blend a lot of styles and and which is why I feel sometimes when I hear it, it seems a little unfocused, you know, because we're trying to. We're just learning each other. This time we wrote, we also wrote this very quickly. And we wrote, we wrote, when we kind of set out to write this one, I think we finished it in about two months. Um, a lot of at home demoing, a lot of working out the parts together, spending a lot of time at rehearsal, maybe playing the set list for upcoming shows once and then spending the rest of the three or, or two or three hours working on these parts and hammering them out and changing them and, and really just like, trying to hone in on that atmosphere. And especially once we brought Jake in, you know, he made a lot of really subtle and really interesting changes that. Um, that that really tied it all together because he he jumped. I mean, Jake, you speak for yourself, of course, but I feel like you really jumped in on that on trying to create that atmosphere kind of thing with us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think that's just where my brain goes quite a bit when we're writing music. So I, I just like to give those suggestions when they come along. But I, I appreciate that. Um, I I definitely think that uh, we we nailed the atmosphere that we were going for with this one, though. I mean, speaking of the atmosphere, I have to ask: Is there like a, a post rock mark on in the band or something? Uh, Jeff. Oh yeah. Jeff Jeff's favorite band is like envy and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that, that's awesome. It's, I mean, it sounds great. That aspect. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, big fan of Rosetta over here too. Love that shit. The just the constant like delay soaked long guitar lines. Yeah, yeah. Our, our editor's a big fan of Rosetta, and I, you know, I I can dig them too. Hell yeah. yeah. But um, you know, so is there like you guys obviously are intentionally um trying to deliver a more conceived approach but i mean is it is it to specifically sort of like invigorate the genre itself or is it that you fit into that category like by happenstance um i think you know like i said when i joined they they were were the kind of music that they just put to put out was just that chaotic kind of thing um and i really really enjoyed what they were doing so you know now but now i think it's more just we start to play this is what happens you know so we instead of trying to you know, think too much about it, about, you know, think, trying, well, basically trying, without trying to think too hard, just feel if whatever is natural. And that's why there's so many different sections to the parts, you know, um, is that just whatever felt natural is what we went with. And we really didn't try to force anything, you know, so just kind of what happens when we play together. It definitely doesn't come across as forced. I mean, that's definitely one of the, uh, you know, major qualities I, I find in this album, but I mean, so beyond that, uh, you said that the writing process really didn't take all that long. Um, so contextually, uh, you know, we've had a really exciting um, couple of years. I mean, do you think that anything, any of that has bled directly into the music? As I would imagine, there's a lot of like social critique that I hear. Um, I mean, from lyrically, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sh- sure. I mean, I wrote some of the lyrics in this one. For this one, actually, it's more about grief. Um, okay. I, I personally had lost someone really, really close to me. Um, and uh, I just need, for me, my 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 thing is I just needed to get it out, you know, and and that's why you know it's it's that's why we call it anyway. exhausted, trying to figure out life and trying to figure out what to do now that that person is no longer here, you know. And, gotcha, gotcha. 
And uh, and then, like I said, when Jake came along, he, you know, he's been through a lot himself. So it was trying to, you know, I, I feel like, you know, some of your parts feel like you're trying to find yourself again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think there's any ex- explicit influence um, in the lyrics as far as like social commentary or anything like that. Um, from what I understand, like thematically, it's just more of like a, an emotional outburst. <laughs> more so than you know any sort any, of, anything anything yeah. directed okay okay yeah. it's uh i i can really appreciate that i and i and i noticed that a lot uh listening through this album um i mean personally my my all-time favorite band is shy halud so i'm a huge fan mm. of really introspective uh hardcore like yeah. the other shit's cool that you know um like politics are fine you want to write metal about fucking dragons or demons that's cool but like mm-hmm. The, the shit that actually that I connect with is the shit that I feel like I can relate to. Yeah. Um, are there, you know, are there any specific influences you guys have uh, either in that realm or just in general? Uh, I mean, um, you guys are all over the place as far as uh, influences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I love Shine Loop. I think they're probably one of the coolest bands I've ever heard, especially for this genre. Um, you know, my biggest influence is Between the Buried Me, and I think that comes through very clearly in some of the, especially in some of the sections um, and jake has a, a multitude of, of influences too you want to take that one yeah i mean i i come from more of like uh death metal black metal um that, that side of things more than like hardcore or prog but um yeah i mean i i really dig this style of music too and it's it's a lot of fun to play so um yeah and jeff's jeff i mean like i said jeff is a huge fan of envy and or, uh, sorry envy <laughs> and uh, uh he's uh, he, a huge fan of uh, of envy and jesus peace and oh fuck uh, yes uh he's a huge fan of he looks so much i mean jeff's been just been doing this for a long time too chris is a huge fan of of you know the convergence of the world and and entrap them and that kind of stuff which i think comes through very clearly in his vocals and steve is kind of the glue he likes he likes all of that too but he also really loves like the doomy sludge like sleep and and, and uh electric uh electric wizard i hope yeah and those kinds of bands. So he just, I mean, we all just kind of take all of it and then just, Steve, Steve was great for that too. Steve is so important when it comes to arranging the sections. You know, he'll point out something that he heard in a record once and, and what if we tried to do something like that? And then we kind of make it our own, you know? It's a, it's a great approach. I mean, because it's real easy otherwise, especially if you're kind of aiming at just playing a specific genre to kind of fall into like cookie cutter writing. You know, um, God knows we see plenty of it in especially the hardcore scene. You know, how many fucking bands can write the same songs about unity <laughs> for 20 fucking years? Um, so it's cool that you guys have that approach. Um, and when it comes to like the when it comes to kind of mixing the, the different elements of the different genres, does it just kind of occur naturally or is there ever a point where you're looking at a song and thinking, um, you know, for this theme or for this section, I really want to try to, uh, I really want to try to get like thrash or hardcore or doom uh, involved. I think it's a mixture of both, actually, you know, um, especially if we're working on a part, uh, you know, let's say we're working on a section, we're just not quite sure where to take it. You know, one of the things I, I always ask myself and I, and I uh, is I like, well, what, if I was listening to this for the first time, what would I want to hear next? You know, or do I want to hear anything next? Should we just end the song? Which is kind of like my big problem. I try to make everything super long. And um, that's like, that's where Steve and, and Jake, Jake especially is great, is great as raining me in. Um, but yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. You know, we'll hear a section, we'll hear something in, in one of our favorites and be like, hey, I always wanted to try a part like this. What do we think? And if it doesn't work, that's one thing. That's fine. 
but we, um, you know, maybe we'll put it in the Rift library and come back to it later, type of deal, which is actually how some of those parts happen. Uh, now, you mentioned being a, a big Between the Buried and Me fan. Uh, one of my favorite things about them, kind of from the from the beginning, has always been their ability to transition between, mm-hmm. you know, like wildly different genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the only band I've ever heard go from like death metal to bluegrass. <laughs> um, and it doesn't feel weird at all. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, do you, do you take anything from that approach when it comes to this? Because you guys have, you know, maybe not quite as extreme, but you definitely have some pretty big jumps uh, stylistically. Um, Throughout, yeah, throughout I mean, actually, time. I have one earmarked just because it's like if, if you know for the listeners out there, if you want to see a very precise example in like a minute and a half, like Constant Devour goes from hardcore to very very awesome blackened so smoothly. Like I, it's like it's just the smoothness of the transitions. Uh, it's one of my notes. <laughs> y- yeah, uh, yeah, that's I mean that's one of my favorite things about them too. I, are we gonna check out that part? Or- you were just using it as a, oh no, I was just using it as an example as a reference. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, that was one. Of, that's like that's that's definitely one of my favorite things about them, and and that was that was basically the goal. That was like, well, we can do all these crazy black metal sections or these like super uh, super ambient sections or whatever, but it has to feel natural, and I can't feel like I just put this here to make you know myself happier. You know, if this if the song doesn't need it, it got cut. And there was there was quite a few cuts. Constant was actually one of the songs that was one of the harder ones to write because there was a lot of sections before Jake came into the picture that didn't make it. You know, originally that that kind of just quarter note kind of heavy chug thing started the song and you know, uh, eventually tried to flip it. And then the song kind of took off after that. But yeah, it, it's it's that's that's the number one rule. It has to it has to feel natural and it can't feel like we just put it there to make ourselves happy. If the song doesn't need it, it's out. So uh, I know things are, you know, obviously right now everything's kind of uh, up in the air <laughs> as far as any sort of events go. Um, what are you guys planning uh, once all the quarantine shit is lifted uh, for any sort of a tour for this? Or are you going back to writing? Uh, what are the what are the next steps for Black Palm? <laughs> I think at this point it's just wait and see what happens. You know, we can't even really start booking shows at this point. So it, yeah, it all it all uh, it all banks on how things go and whether or not these restrictions get lifted and safely play shows again. But that's definitely the goal. I mean, we intended to play a lot of shows this year. We had a plan to hit, you know, pretty much every major city in the Northeast and maybe Canada or something. But that all fell through. Uh, you know, we, we had the first set of our shows immediately canceled when this all happened. And, you know, until this gets resolved to some degree, we can't really play. But ideally, yeah. you know, ideally things will improve and we can start jamming again. I and mean, that's that's one of the best parts about playing in a band is being able to play live. So <laughs> we all sorely miss it. Yeah, yeah it's been uh, probably one of the most heartbreaking things are just some of the ridiculous shows that, uh, that got canceled. This this summer had such a good lineup uh, prepped and now it's just all <laughs> it's all yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah, summer unfortunately. Yeah, summer got canceled. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was gonna. It, yeah, there's there so many shows. We had. I think we were booked. Almost. Uh, we were basically we, we had booked the release show. Uh, and we we're about to put the details together, and then we were gonna try to get down to New Jersey. We we're gonna try to do you know parts of New York. And uh, yeah, none of that. All that. All that got kiboshed. But yeah. hopefully, once the, the the restrictions are lifted and it's safe to do so, that's the number one thing. That it's safe to do so. Um. We'll be out. We'll definitely be out there. I mean, we want to. We love playing this material. It's a ton of fun, especially in the rehearsal space. And we never really got to play any of it live. We haven't gotten to play any of it live. So um, I know Jake and I are real itching to to get in there and do it. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, once you can get back to it, you can get down to the the Philly area because we'd all love to see this live. 
Hell yeah. yeah Absolutely. Man. Yeah, that was the goal. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bummer, and I have a hard time not ranting about how much it sucks. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we're all feeling I'm, it for sure. Yeah, I mean, you definitely be preaching to the choir. We're we're right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, especially up where you guys are fine for fuck's sake. Uh, you know, I know there's a, a very healthy scene up there as well. Um, yep. you know, it's uh, Jesus, I can't tell you how many people regularly travel from the Philly scene, uh, up to that area for shows. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Jake. Jake experienced that firsthand when you when you moved down to Atlanta, right? Yeah, I mean the the scene was very different down there for sure. We've we've got definitely a, a much more vibrant and healthy scene as far as metal goes, anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 funny to see how different regions have uh, different communities of music and how that compares to the communities that you know uh, you're used to. <laughs> It, it is it is strange uh yeah. we're actually we're we're pretty close friends with uh Cazador from boston um yeah. and it's always kind of mind-blowing how much of a doom scene there is up there yeah. oh yeah because there's oh, like yeah. very little of that down here yeah people definitely love their uh their sludgy stuff up here for sure wow uh i don't want to take up your entire sunday is there anything you guys wanted to uh wanted to plug or let people know well, yeah. So I mean, again, our our, our record and we came out on June fifth. Um, so throughout the month of June, uh, we're going to talk about the, the social stuff going on right now. All all of our proceeds and profits from record sales and merchandise will be donated to our local Black Lives Matters um, uh, uh, affiliate, and um, we'll be we'll be making sure that we you know take you know take responsibility for that as well. So. Um, but as far as, I mean, unfortunately there's not much to plug for shows or anything or tours, tours, but you know, the record's out on all major spot, uh, all major streaming platforms. And, uh, we'd love for you guys to check it out. Yeah. I, uh, I noticed you guys were doing that. I, I made a big deal out of that. Uh, when we talked about the release last week, um, I think that's fucking awesome. Thanks man. We just want to make sure we do our part. It's all you can do. Uh, and I apologize if there was a, some odd silence. I think, uh, Mike might've dropped from the call here. Um, Oh no problem. Yeah, he's trying to get back in. But, uh, back. He... Oh, there he is. There we go. Oh my god! At least, uh, at least oh. get to say goodbye. Fuck. I was, I was. We were just wrapping it, but do you have anything else you wanted to you wanted to discuss with him? No, nothing, nothing major. Uh, but at least, yeah, it's nice to at least say you know thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Um, Really appreciate you guys thinking of us and having us on here. Uh, we're glad you dig the record, and we appreciate the opportunity to uh, get to talk about it a little bit here. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, let us know once once shit is uh, is back up and running. Uh, if you're going to be in Philly, we'll definitely come out. Absolutely. That's that's certainly a goal. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank All you. Right, cool. Take it easy, guys. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, have guys. Take care. Later. Bye.